0: Hey, you guys, this is Burgo Husky, and you're watching Hashtag Verse TV, um, and you should like, share, and subscribe. So, yeah, it's me. It's me. And uh, let me up, too. Hey, y'all. Week
1: 131, Verse TV. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hashtag Verse TV, Week 130. One. I'm Aaron Mack, and I am here with my good friend, Burgo Husky, or hashtag all of the tea. Now, say hi to the worldwide hashtag Burst TV family, Burgo Husky.
0: Hello, everybody. It's me, Burgo Husky. Um, you can find me on Instagram, Burgo, B E R G O underscore Husky, H U S K Y. Burgo Husky everywhere else. Just Google it is there, and I'm up-and-coming, well, I'm legendary, you know, I've been around for, you've been around the block for a little bit, and we're here, so let's get it.
1: Yes, and speaking of such accolades and and everything that that is attached to the name of yours, United States Armed Forces Veteran and fellow HBCU-educated alumni, And legendary, same-gender-loving rapper, the one, the only, Burgo Husky. Now, honestly, I've heard rumors from a little bird that you are... I don't even want to say it. Say it ain't so, okay? But we'll get into all of the tea on all of this and your legendary musical journey. Oh, right through the years. Now, first, for our audience who may not yet know, where are you from? And what do you love most about your origin story?
0: Um, I'm from Fayetteville, North Carolina, AKA Vietnam. Nam. I'm uh, born and raised. Um, so it's a, Fayetteville is not as small as people think. Um, So we're a fairly large um, town or whatever. Uh, I've been through the struggle. I'm not going to lie about my life. My mother died when I was six. Um, You know, I've been on my own since I was about 13 years old. And life wasn't the easiest. But uh, I've been highly blessed and favored. And I'm here and i'm just taking the blessings that i have and in, in my gift and, and trying to move forward so like my story is um i look at my, i used to look at my story like you know what was me and all of this stuff but now i look at it like you know i'm you know i could have been it could have been worse so i'm just here i'm just living um and I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to live life to the fullest. So that's really who Virgo is.
1: All right. Now, during your post-high school military days, you and a group of friends were in a rap group called Bougie Rock, okay? Mm-hmm. And can you give our hashtag Verse TV family a sip of all the tea on that rap origin for you?
0: Well, um, I started, um, I started this, um, I, let's say I wrote my first rap when I was about seven years old and, um, I started writing seriously in high school and, um, but I never let anybody see it. And my cousin used to dig through all my shit. I don't know why she did it, but, you know, that was just what she does. My cousin, all of my family is very nosy. So, like, my room and stuff, like, when people come over to my house, they go through my mail. You know, it's just just what it is. You know, I, I don't hide anything. So, um, my cousin went through a folder, and she found all of my stuff, and she was like, you need to do something with it and um so i started like battling and doing ciphers in high school and when i went into the military i met cadence um lord rest her soul um one of my best friends in life um she passed away this year um the probably the the most creative um you know she's a genius um along with there there are um three artists that I put on that pedestal it's her mm-hmm. cadence um last defense, and my little cousin who I developed man man last knows who he is um a few people do but um so when I met her, she really kind of pushed me into like really doing stuff so I was, you know, way back then, I was open, you know, rapping, and everybody knew about me, and stuff like that, so um, we ended up, um, she ended up leaving where I was stationed at, and um, I went to war, and when I came back, there was this guy that was just messing with me, Um, and the guy was like, he heard about me, and he heard I've rapped, and I was a musician and all of this, and that was Devious, who is my uh, former producer. He still produces and stuff like that, and we're still great friends. Um, You know, we're we're family, so he's, you know, that's not going to change. So I ended up meeting him, and he taught me how to engineer and all of this crazy stuff, and then we just moved forward, and all of us ended up meeting, like him and Stacia, met like i already knew Stacia, and Stacia had moved to like dc and we were in colorado and then she ended up coming back to colorado after i moved to georgia and then they met and we just clicked up and we became a group and we've been writing you know ever since we're till this day we're still a group it's not nothing's changed i'm still bougie rock you know it's never going to change it's just the fact that you know we're out here doing different things in life so that's the origin of um bougie rock we're family
1: nice and just curious um can people look up some some bougie rock music somewhere or
0: no i've i've made sure um When I retired the first time, I deleted everything. Um, I did it purposely because um, back then, you know, I was doing stuff on my own. I was homeless, you know. So, like, the music, um, you could tell if you're a musician, you could listen and, and you would know where we were going and stuff. But financially, we weren't, you know, where we were supposed to be. So I really didn't, you know, I got to the point where I didn't want the music kind of follow. So I deleted it and rebranded. So now you, you get Virgo, nice. <laughs> you know.
1: Now, also, coming from high school honors classes at a private school, To a fellow HBCU matriculator, Fayetteville State University, for your degree with concentrations in both music and English, Mm -hmm. you are an intelligent man, truly, okay? Now, what inspired you to so eloquently put your intelligence, skill, and talent into rhyming professional?
0: um I've been doing it music is my gift um the only reason I went to school well went back to school is because you know there was a lot that happened you know um as far as doing you know outs quote unquote or LGBTQ plus um hip hop um you know when I came out you know people were you know talking and saying this and saying that and you know I told them like hey you know I am a you know I'm a trained musician like I play instruments all it is but you know I was hood so nobody believed it whatever whatever so I felt like I couldn't come back until I had the the um credentials to actually talk the shit that I was talking so, what I did was I took ten years and I focused on like you know the the having the the credentials I focused on school I focused on um you know I went back um when I went back to school I focused on musicianship things of that nature so that's kind of what happened and um I went to a private school by default i didn't I wasn't like the the brightest star in the sky my grandmother made us go to, I went to Catholic school, um, and then coming out of school when I was, you know, when I did go to public school, yes, I was in honors, all of that, but, you know, I quit school at 14, so, you know, I was in the streets, things of that nature, and I went back, and I finished at 16, luckily, and things just happened, so, um, so I'm not, I'm not going to get up here and say that I'm you know, that I was just, you know, this crazy smart person and all of this. I, there were a lot of things that happened in life that led up. It took me years to finish my degree because, you know, my brother died. My father died. Um, and each, you know, each one of these things that happened, I would take time off and, and things of that nature. So I went through a whole lot to get to where I am. Everything didn't come easy, and it wasn't just like I was just like, you know, selling through. That's not how it happened. But you know, I'm here, so, and I'm thankful for that. So, that's basically my background on that.
1: Amen. Now, you have consistently done quality work through the years, and. You teamed with another dope, same-gender loving lyricist, last O, at the time of your prior moniker, Twizza, T-W-I, capital Z, lowercase z, and at sign, okay? Now, you co-executive produced his album, Where's Vivian, dope album. And little known fact, Aaron Mack, me, was still partially in the closet at that time. And he truly loved seeing this work in out hip hop, homo hop, really paving a way for our community. Thank you, truly, thank you. And why the rebirth as Burgo Husky?
0: Well, okay. So this is what happened. So throughout the years, you know, I retired probably um I believe it was like 09 or something like that. I was just kind of fed up with everything. Life wasn't going right, the music wasn't going right. So I was like, well, maybe this, you know, I move with God. When God tells me something, I move. So, you know, it just wasn't the time. So I left it alone and um you know me and though that's my brother from another um, that I, you know, absolutely adore him. Um, he was um, very instrumental in keeping me going. He didn't want me to stop. So, you know, I would go up to New York, whatever. So when he started working on his album, I was in school, you know, and I really didn't... I don't know if I wanted to or, you know, I was trying and like he even um, tried to get me to like put out a mixtape and all of this. But like it just. Life, you know, so it wasn't the timing was just completely fucked up. So um, things happened. I, I really helped him. I think that um let me let me reword that i i think that when it comes to where's the vivian um last gave me more credit than what i should have had so that was like him keeping me alive but because um you know that was that was last. you know i did do a like a tiny bit of writing up there um of course I was a tastemaker and I was featured up there. But um that was last that was his baby, you know? So um for him to do that for me and to acknowledge me like that is something I will forever be grateful for. And it has kept me alive. As far as the whole burgo thing, um I didn't want to do it, um, to be honest, I got to the point where, you know, I bought my house, I finished school, you know, I'm retired, I work when I want to, um, you know, things of that nature. So it's like, I was just, you know, I was just like, okay, whatever. But I've been developing artists for a long time. So for the last 10 years, while I've been quiet, I've been developing and working with various R&B artists and specifically my cousin, um, who is man, man. He, his moniker changes every five minutes, but he's truly, truly, truly gifted. He's, I'm not the, I'm not the one that everybody needs to worry about. They need to worry about him because he's coming too. He's younger, he's stealther. you know, it's, it's, you know, and it's been amazing working with him, but all of the artists I've worked with weren't prepared or didn't really want the limelight. So upon um, last, we'll say last year, um, the end of last year, it got to where I needed a creative outlet. This is my, like, the only thing in life that I know that I know how to do really, really well is music. I cannot do anything else really well. I can cook, I can clean, I can do this, I can do that. But the one thing that nobody can tell me anything on is music. That's that's what I do. So it got to the point where I needed a creative outlet none of the artists were um, wanting to do anything. People were, you know, having kids and getting married and things of that nature. So I started writing once again for myself. So I wrote a couple of songs and um, I called a few friends of mine. Matter of fact, I called 14 people Um, because you know, I you know, prior service, I've been around the world, so I have I know some I have very, very strong, like, my village is strong and they're everywhere. So, wherever I go, like, you know, I know somebody. Um, so I called 14 friends and they voted, and um, it was Have a Seat versus another song. That song is nobody's heard that song yet, so um. So it was seven and seven, and I called Crystal, who I grew up with, great friend of mine, and Crystal said, have a seat was the one, because the line where I said, you know, the truck in the home, I own all of that. So she was like, you know, you're grown now. You can't be running around here talking about this. You know, know, this is for the grown folks, all of that. You need to let them know what it is, blah, blah, blah. So I chose that. And actually, when I did it, when I called these people, the song wasn't, none of the songs were recorded. I wrapped it over the phone. Then once they chose, I went to the studio. I did the song. I did the song in like an hour, hour and a half. Then um, when I came home, everybody was like, you know, you need to do a video because I didn't even want to do a video. And we just kind of, if you look at it, we just kind of, we winged it. We did it. Next thing you know, we got 10,000 views in a week. You know what I'm saying? Thus far, have a seat is at like, I know it's over 150K. So, you know, just views combined. So, you know. that's how it happened
1: yes now you clearly do so much more than rhyme amazingly now and you sort of gave us a little taste of what I'm about to ask but please give our hashtag verse tv family a sip of all the tea on your behind the scenes work including but not limited to artist development and r&b songwriting you you told us a a little bit of that but if there's any more tea on your work with that
0: share well i um here i am um there's a circle of um of musicians you know um all educated um you know where um they're educators and stuff like that. I, I won't do it. I got my little certificate over there. I can go teach, but I'm not going to. Um, but there's a whole slew of us. And we work together. We church together. Um, we write together. It's it's crazy. And um, so as far as me behind the scenes, I do do that. But since Burgo has kind of come along i'm more focused into burgo i am writing right now for for other people but my focus is really primarily getting out the mixtape. and the mixtape really was supposed to come out yesterday but i'm just over here tying up the loose ends i really don't care whether you know i know people are like oh where i don't care it's coming (laughs) you know it'll come with when when we get through with the interview i gotta um do some editing but um as far as like right now i am uh burgo what burgo is burgo is burgo is really uh i'm a writer first and i've gotten to the point where i don't care about being in the front i really don't want to be in the front um publishing is really where it's at i'm trying to take care of my family but in order for people to, you know, to see my artistry and stuff like that, I had to step back into the front so that they'd be like, oh, OK, oh, he can do this. He can do that. So now that they see me, hopefully what I'm hoping happens is that maybe a bigger artist, preferably a female or, or it doesn't matter, will come and and ask for my services. And that's how I can, you know, I can break into the industry because I still haven't broke in yet, you know. And this is twenty years in the making, so like, you know, that's really what I'm, what I'm gearing for. And then hopefully, if I can get that door open, I can bring in all of these other amazing and talented people that are a part of my village because, like, we're. My squad, ridiculous. Like there's, there's, there. I don't. There's nobody. I don't think there's nobody that can touch us. It. Yeah. And it's just like now, that.
1: We will definitely get into all of that in some of these later questions. But just put a what did they say? Uh, a pin in it, and definitely we'll get into all of that now. Mm-hmm. Your lyrical flow with your vocal variety in your delivery is unparalleled. Now, I heard it said that you do not listen to much of today's music from other artists to prevent the risk of outside sounds blending into your unique sound. Now, how did you learn how to write such dope and complex rhyme patterns with varied vocal delivery especially if you're not listening to others
0: um it's a, it's a gift yes so i feel like you know at this point in my life um i'm standing in it before i wasn't too sure i i didn't you know, know who I was and all of that, but I'm I'm telling you, it's a, it's a gift as far as making music and not listening. I don't watch TV. Um, I don't listen to music. Um, if I do listen, like when I'm in the car, I listen to things that I came up with. Like today's um, theme was uh, full moon. So I was listening to Brandy today. Um, Other than that, I don't, like, I don't listen to current music. Um, I really don't like current music like that. I think that it's too, everything is too auto-tuned. Everybody kind of sounds the same. So I, I really don't want, um, I don't want to sound like that. So I try to stay in my bag. Um, My process, as far as making music, is just music. I sit exactly where I'm sitting right now, at my desk. My monitors are right here. My mic is right here. You know, I... um and I go through production, and I write, and whatever comes, it comes, and that's how things go. As far as what you guys have been seeing from Virgo, um, those things are written like right before or at the same time as the video is being shot, so everything is done like right then. The song I just put out I wrote that song on live. People were watching me write the song. Very cool. All right,
1: Mm -hmm. now, I'm sorry, did you
0: have more? No, I was gonna, that that song wasn't actually mine. I was writing it for somebody else. But the, you know, it's a lot of artists that are, you know, I'm about creativity. I'm about getting together and creating and all of this. But there's a lot of people who are like, "Well, I don't want help from anybody, whatever, whatever." So that song was actually meant. that you see it? Song was meant for somebody else, but they was bullshitting. So I went and recorded it myself, and now it's out. So and we're at about three thousand views in forty-eight hours. It's, it's, Not good, but we're going to do more.
1: I'm mad that you said that's not good, but uh, okay, Uh, all right. And speaking of visual, your visual work, also a visually groundbreaking artist, comfortable in his own skin, people need to see that to that self comfort. And in a video while shirtless, you wore pasties over your nipples. Yes. And what is your creative process when creating your visual content?
0: Uh, Well, the whole reason why I did what I did because uh, I've not only been, um, you know, went through a bias in the straight community, but also from the gay community too. Um, you know, back in the day, um, it was more so where, um, if you didn't look a certain way or had abs or whatever, then it was a problem. So I've been called black, ugly, um, uh, fat, all of this other stuff. So I said, okay, if I'm going to do it this time, I said, fuck it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go out here. I'm not going to have my shirt on. I'm going to just do whatever. I'm not going to give them a chance to say anything because I'm going to put it on front street. So that's basically what I did, you know? And since then, I just, you know, kind of been running with it. And I, you know, it's a lot of people, I get a lot of hate comments and stuff like that. But at the same time, this is me. This is who I am and I love myself. So it is what it is. So creative, uh, as far as creativity, um, I'm just, if you, If you really look at um, I'ma give you something that I never gave anybody. Um, some people know they can pick up on it, some people don't. So every video, um, as wretched as the videos are, there is a process to it and is um is deeper than what people see. So um I always, for one, pay homage to the ancestors, to people who came before in every single video everyone from have a seat on up have a seat is done in front of my grandmother's land um you know it's done on the street that i grew up on and there are three um there are three different looks which I deal with um, mental health issues and stuff like that. I'm quite sure everybody sees that from my Instagram and stuff like that. So, you know, I deal with several, I'm human. So um, those are three of my personalities. So, and those are just three, cause it's like 10 of them. So um, so you get Twan, you get the regular me, which if the regular me, I have on my regular glasses. I have on the, um, uh, who was I wearing? Uh, I was wearing a Marsha P. Johnson. I have on that. I have on some jeans. And I have on my house shoes. If you typically see me in the streets, you know, I'm probably in some basketball shorts and some house shoes, going to Dollar General or Family Dollar. Like, that's just, that's me on a normal day. But then you have the the um the hood nigga. The hood nigga, the burgo is the one in the jacket with all of the gold on. So that's that's the that's burgo to the extreme. And then you have, of course, you have the ghetto fabulous one, which is the one I have on the um the feathers and stuff like that. So I I try to give. Um, in my visuals, I try to give different aspects of my personality. It's really just me. So it's not like seven, you know, these are just parts of who I am, different extremes of who I am. So I try to give every, every piece of me so that people will understand, no, I'm not just like uh, super masculine because people think I'm masculine because of the way I look. But I'm not super feminine because you know I'm, I'm 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 I come from a house full of niggas. you know what I'm saying, full of full of men. I played football, all of this, you know. I know everything about it. It's, it's and then you know I have my my fabulous side too. So I try to creatively, I try to give them everything.
1: I I, I love it, just being who you are, and we need to get to that point. Where more people are comfortable just being who they are because everybody is somewhere on the spectrum and they can be in and out of different parts at any time and yes that that's a beautiful thing all of that yes now you touched upon it and we're going to delve into it here now you are a socially conscious individual Mm. in video you Represented with shirts of socially significant
0: figures and... Why, y'all notice that? Huh? People notice that? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And Aaron Mag, me, particularly likes your wonderful photo with the Love is Love fan while wearing an ankh. Now, some might see that as a contradiction, but it is not. It's not, and-
0: How is it a contradiction?
1: Well, some people will, because of the fact that it's the love is love, and at this point, unfortunately, well, nope. People associate love is love as a particularly homosexual thing and they associate the ankh as particularly african and unfortunately and we've had guests on the show who definitely speak to the contrary on this but in the media and a lot of people believe the media that that that's a contradiction because there's okay, no
0: one thing an, ankh represents is feminine uh-huh. one thing it represents ankh represents is feminine and masculine energy but how how am i created how would i be here if it wasn't for feminine and masculine energy i'm a part of that too so why can't i wear it and represent it i believe in family i believe in unity i believe in all of that just because i'm not going to get out here and uh put my stuff in a vagina which is disgusting to me <laughs> doesn't doesn't mean that I don't believe in family or I'm not an advocate for um for life and reproduction and stuff like that. Am I not a part of family?
1: Absolutely. And you yeah. say how you classify yourself as, quote, churchy with a twist.
0: I'm and spiritual, yes.
1: I would like to know what that twist is
0: you. I can take you through here. We're going gonna, to... You can see me, right? Yeah, I see your silhouette. Hold on. We're going to walk through my house. Now I see nothing. I'm turning on lights. You're, you're going to see everything in a second. So if you look at the video straight like that, straight like that was done in my home. So... This is, when you come into my house, you see, of course it's music notes and everything, everywhere. So you see all of that, you know, I have over here. This is the first thing that you see, hold on. Let me turn this on so you can really, really see. So this is the first thing people see in my house
1: as for me in my house we shall serve the lord oh okay amen so
0: then right here is my first altar so this is and you see my bible so that's and this is my front door so that's my that's my altar to the creator as we come into the house things are a little bit different. So if you look on the wall, what is that?
1: I see it It looks like a tree with with roots.
0: The tree of life. You know what the tree of life is? The placenta? So, okay. So as you look in my house, I want you to look at the artwork. Yes, it's beautiful. So, okay. Then we go over here. This is my other altar. So this is my ancestral altar. And as you see, that's my degree. It's my grandfather's flag. Then you look down there and there's more stuff. And you know my instruments are in here. You see my trombone, all of that. I just gave my trumpet away. And all of the artwork in here is black women. So let me me tell you about that. So i think that the closest thing that we have to the creator is the black woman so my house is a dedication to the black woman so as far as when it comes to um when we talk about um the bible and and things of that nature i really look at everything as it's really just one story. Everybody has the same fucking story. Um, you know, it's just been you know told through different languages and things of that nature and stuff like that. But we're all we're all looking for the same thing, reaching the same thing and all of that. I don't like conflict. Um, I think that um, religion, has caused more conflict in this world than anything else. Um and we're still battling and suffering the repercussions because of that. So when I say I'm spiritual, I mean more so that um I you know, I still um practice things that my ancestors did, but you got to understand I'm indoctrinated too. I was I was born into a Catholic family. So, you know, I it just is the way it is. I believe, you know, what I believe. Yes, I'm God fearing. But I'm also educated. So at the same time, you know, it's it's it's, you know, it's it's what it is. So I don't judge anybody. Um, I'm just out here living. Even Virgo, I'm saved. A lot of people don't know that. About four years ago I got saved. And um uh, RIP Pastor Haynes, Dr. Haynes, excuse me, she um yes. she um she passed away recently. And um the thing when I started when I went into this thing, you know, I had a, a very big spiritual conflict about whether I was going to do this or not. Because I know that going into it, you know, is spiritual warfare. You know, um, but at the same time, I talked to God about it. I'm sorry. My laptop is dying. So I'm trying to hurry up and plug it in. But at the same time, I spoke to God about it. God knows exactly what I'm doing and why I'm doing it and I'm fine with it and my people in my village are you see all the support I have everybody knows what I'm doing things of that nature if you if people really knew who I was then I think they would understand a little bit more what they see um on social media is 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 not real Virgo is a business, um, but it is a part of me. I'm not gonna lie and sit up here and say it's not a part of who I am, but it's a business. You know, I just like to make good, fun music. But at the end of the day, I'm over here. Like today, I'm with my guy, baby. We're at the store and you know chilling. I spent time with her mother all day, and then you know quilt. Um, my significant other, you know, I call I call him quilt because, you know, Michael Jackson, you remember when Michael Jackson had a sun blanket? Mm-hmm. So nobody's gonna like he, you'll never see him. Like they you most likely they probably will. If this thing well when this thing blows up, I know people are gonna see him, but like I just don't, you know, as far as the community, I, I just don't trust it like that. So, I'd rather keep this one. He's special. But, you know, I spent time with him today, and that's typically what we do. We just listen to like Monica and Brandy, and I cooked, and we, ah. you know, and that's it. Like, and the rest of my day is, you know, doing this interview. And then once we get done with this interview, I'm tying in the loose ends to the mixtape. And then, you know, I have a performance on Wednesday, and I have a performance on Saturday. So it's, like I'm not um turned up in all of that. I'm very family oriented. I am um I'm just me in my community. I, I think that um people will really know once the smoke clears, when I when I leave here, I think people will know who I am and how many lives and stuff I I affected and stuff like that because I move authentically. I am me. 24 seven and I, I love very hard and um, people, you know, I'm starting to realize people don't like me, my family and my people, we're a different breed. This world isn't like this anymore. So, I mean, it just is what it is. But next question, I'm done with that. I don't want to start crying and shit.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for sharing. And yes, mm-hmm. now in time, for Scorpio season, happy birthday, friend, because you just had a birthday. Mm-hmm. You will also release your mixtape aptly titled Slaying Season. Mm-hmm. Now, please give our hashtag TV family a quick sip on all the tea, all the extra tea, that on what we can expect from this project.
0: Well, I mean, you've heard a lot of the project already. Um, I do visuals for just about everything I do. So um, you expect that everything that I do is catchy. Everything that I do is good. Um, I don't write. um, I'm not, I don't typically, I wouldn't like to be labeled as like a rapper. I'm a writer. So I write songs. So Mm -hmm. it's a difference between me and like everybody else. They... Like, I write songs. Like, there's are songs. It's going to catch your ear. It's going to be, so everything, expect songs. And that's mm-hmm. just, that's all it is. And I, you know, it snowballed because I really wasn't even doing a full project. You know, I just did the mixtape. I'm not the mixtape. I did the first half a seat and everybody just was like, oh, you need to do more. And I just kept, you know, I was like, okay, I'll shoot another video. Then it turned into, you know two videos and I was in the studio and I had you know more songs than like I got like right now I've only I've been like consistently in the studio probably since um April and I have two projects worth of of stuff and everything's good it's just whether I want to put it out or not you know so i'm you know this time i'm really focused on quality work so that's the main thing i'm not putting out bullshit um as far as the mixes and stuff like that is gonna is gonna sound good um and that's that's really just about it that's all you need to expect just expect burgo it's You're going to, you know, and nobody stylistically, like, I don't think that anybody's messing with me. Everybody sounds like somebody else. I sound like me.
1: No, that's right. Now we'll get to the somewhat sad part of the questioning because a little bird told Aaron Mack, me, that you are retiring after this mixtape. Now say it ain't so. And I was just wondering, might Virgo Note LLC become your full service record company with native artists that you develop to keep you with a connection to the music industry?
0: That's a that's a real to be honest, that's a good question. Um if this shit wasn't snowballing the way it is because every time i pop out you know i like especially like you know my internet presence people don't realize like i had a lot of numbers you know um like my tick tock moves um and it you know and it's it's growing um you know my facebook stuff like that so like I get a lot of numbers where people don't really typically see. And um, they grow my numbers. Instagram is like the slowest. So um, things are moving. Um, and if it keeps going the way that it is going, the way that I feel right now, um, I feel like I might have to continue being Virgo because I, you know, my just blue checks following me. Meaning there are some there are some big people that see me, and um and the last person that I played my stuff for, um I played all of like I played a lot of stuff, even other artists, and they were more interested in my music than they were the other artists, which was kind of weird to me because you know I feel like you know. I'm just, you know, I'm just me, you know. But I guess people are interested. Um, so I really don't. At this point, I don't know. Um, after this project is done, if I do release things, I'm not releasing. I'm doing this. This project is being done because when I first started doing this a long time ago i gotta give you the background story. My mixtape was called "Slaying Season back in 2008. That's always been the name of my mixtape. And it never came out. You know, I got burglarized. Um, hard drives ended up getting missing. And, you know, all of the, the girls or the kids were talking about, well, his mixtape is never coming out, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, I was in a fucked up situation. They were, you know, all of them were, okay you know but of course my life was different i don't have you know a mother a father all of this my my support system is a little different so the streets raised me you know so upon making this i took the same name slain season because it's like okay yeah it might have took just like my degree it might have took me years to get it but i did it you see what i'm saying so this I'm doing um and after this this I may do another full project I don't know it's it's right now it's how the wind blows but I know definitely I'm probably going to um moving forward I'm probably going to you know put music after this is done I'm just going to do what I want to do meaning you know I'll put it out when I want to unless I have major Major label distribution. Other than that, like it's just it's whatever. All Mm -hmm. All
1: right. Now, last question before we move into the Deep Verse TV channel questions. Now, what's the best advice that you'd like to share with
0: our Verse TV family? Don't give up. Life can change in the the blink of an eye. Don't give up. Keep pushing. Don't submit. Because there's a lot of stuff out here that, you know, that can happen. In one split second, you can try a drug or do this or whatever, and it can be forever changing. Just don't give up. Don't, Don't let that, don't let life beat you. So down to where you give up because it it gets better. It gets better. If you stay here, keep going. It gets better. And that's it. Nice.
1: All right. And now we're going to get into the Verse TV questions. Mm -hmm. Five general Verse TV questions that we ask all of our guests. And the first question is, if you had all the money slash power necessary, what would you do slash change that you feel would most benefit the LGBT plus community?
0: Um I wouldn't specifically the thing is is I'm not like the thing that I really 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 hate about the community. I'm not going to say I hate it, but it disturbs me is the fact that I'm a, yes, I'm a gay man, but being gay is a very, very, very minute part of who I am. You know what I'm saying? It's just, I'm attracted to men. That's it. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't dictate my life. That's not how I move, whatever, whatever. People love me for being twine or burgo, not for being, you know, gay. So if I had bazillions of dollars, I'm not just gonna focus on this community because they're not the, the LGBT community. Um, we're not um going through um as much as people think. The black community, you know, which I'm a black man first, is still suffering far worse than I believe that the gay community is. And then if you want to really uh, break down the specifics, let's think about the, um, like, black trans women and stuff like that. The You know, so if I had bazillions of dollars, first and foremost, I would help my village. I'm around a million helpers. I believe if you, you know, if you help a helper, then, and you pick them up, then they'll help more people. So you help who helps, you know what I'm saying? And that that alone will change the world. But that's, that's it. I don't, that question, I don't really, it's like a loaded question to me. I don't, I'm not concerned. Like, I'm not, just being gay is just a small part of me. It's not like a big deal. Like, you know, does that make sense? Or am I?
1: I, I hear what you're saying. Now, the question, you know, definitely we, we've had answers from both heterosexuals and homosexuals alike. So it's not necessarily saying that you, what would what you feel would most benefit the LGBT community because you're a part of it. But it's just saying, what do you think the LGBT community needs? But you
0: know what do they i I think right now they need empathy. They need to stop focusing specifically on their own plight and learn that we are all in this together. everybody is in this together black white l g b t q straight dogs, cats, everything else. We are in a a crisis right now. As far as like in the really what do we have like five more years and then we're not going to be able to stop climate change and people are worried about because somebody called them this this or that who gives a fuck about that we're about to be burning do you care about it? does anybody care about that stop driving your car every fucking where buy something efficient worry about your carbon imprint things of that nature. I'm an environmentalist first and foremost. I don't really speak on it, but that's one of my biggest things. We are destroying this earth, you know, and I I didn't really want to be vocal about it. And, you know, I'm trying, I would really like a bigger platform so I can really talk shit, but we have far more things to be concerned about than who's fucking who and who's telling what jokes and who's on stage saying this and who's wearing what clothes and all of that. We have other concerns and I think that's more important. So if I had money, I wouldn't focus on one main community. I would focus on humanity. First of all, I'm a human and people there are people that are hungry. There are people that are starving. There are people that are living in, in unnecessary conditions when we as Americans are throwing away good food every fucking day. Like, it's crazy. So that's what I would focus on. This world is fucked up. The system is fucked up. So, yeah, but I don't want to talk about that because I might get blackballed again. Next question.
1: (laughs) And we appreciate your honesty on it. And 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 you made really valid points. Now, this starts with a quote and the quote is, ask not where I live or what I like to eat or how I comb my hair, but ask me, what am I living for in detail? Ask me what I think is keeping me from living fully for the thing I want to live for. End quote. Now that's a quote by Thomas Merton. Now, what is your goal in life, and what is slowing you from achieving that goal?
0: It's a double um it's a double well um my goal um is to live for others i'm 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 here for service, and that's why I lost a lot of friendships and stuff like that because i'm I'm not a selfish person but then ultimately that backfires too because you know I don't live for myself I end up getting caught up in other things or whatever but hopefully when I leave here people will say well done you know I've I, I try to help I'm a helper that's what I'm here for I'm first of all I feel like you know I'm a man so you know I have to take care, take care of, of my people and that's ultimately it, excuse me.
1: Absolutely. All right. Now, this question, what is your deepest tea? Ie, something that you've never shared on media before, but something that you're willing to share with us of course deeply.
0: Deep. Uh, no, nah, I everybody knows everything. I'm an open book. There's there's nothing to talk about. I've been open to everybody who know, I can't I can't hide. I told you people like my nieces and cousins and all that. When they walk in my house, people come through all my shit and all that. It's, it's I have nothing, you know, it's nothing to hide. So
1: well, that that could be a a part of your deepest tea deep, that how open you are when people come to your house. You know, not everybody necessarily know that.
0: I don't have like. There's no real. I I, I used to date a millionaire. Um. Uh, what else? Um. I didn't date black men <laughs> for a long time. Um I'm a I'm a lover. So uh that's that's the part like people see Virgo, they think I'm a player or something like that. Um I'm not I'm a lover, so I'm relationship oriented, all of that. I wasn't in a relationship for over 10 years because you know I focus on family. Uh, and that's just about it. Nice. All right.
1: Now, what are some stumbling blocks that you've had on your path up? And how did you overcome?
0: One of my biggest stumbling blocks was uh, being overcritical of myself. So... um excuse me, I had to learn to let stuff go, as far as, even musically, so now, instead of holding, like, uh, micromanaging, and nitpicking stuff, um, I find perfection in imperfection, Um, I don't try to be perfect, um, because I'm not perfect, but I am perfect, because I'm perfectly created, so I let stuff go, So. I like musically I let stuff go. Um in life I've I've learned to stop holding on to stuff, stop overthinking and all of this and just, just keep moving forward because one thing that doesn't stop is that clock. So you know, enjoy the moment. Um enjoy life, you know, and um and and enjoy even the imperfections in you, enjoy that. Because at the end of the day, there's only one you. So that's been really the biggest stumbling block of of my career, per se. Because if I wouldn't have held on and, and been so overcritical of myself, I would have been signed by now. I know I would have been signed. Um, I know for a fact that people seen stuff in me that I didn't even like, for instance, me working on Where's Vivian. I believe that LO seen what was inside of me before I even seen it. You know what I'm saying? So now it's just like, fuck it, shit. I'm just going to, I'm riding it, shit. Hey, I am the wave. So that was the biggest, the biggest stumbling block for me was me. And now, shit, we in go mode, so.
1: No, that's right.
0: Uh-huh. Yes. And,
1: hmm. right. Oh, right. Now, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. What are some things that you would like to be left in the legacy time capsule for your work?
0: Um the biggest thing that I want people to know is that I'm a musician first. Um I'm a musician. I am not a rapper. I am a musician. I read both bass and treble clef. I play multiple instruments. Mm-hmm. I write, I arrange, I do all types of stuff. But, you know, as far as doing this, it just it just is what it is so i would like to be known for my musicianship my penmanship um i would like to be known for my creativity um and other than that my heart i want people to know that that everything is authentic this is really who i am um I don't go in the camp in front of the cameras and do something that that you know that that I'm not I don't try to be anybody that I'm not I'm not with any I don't hire models or anything like that that's all my family that you see you know in every video that's my people um and that just is what it is it's absolutely authentic and that's that's what I want. I want people that's that's what it comes down to. I want people to know and the, the kids and the babies and the the little pot belly uh, gay boy that's that's running through the house barefooted. I want him to know that it's okay to be yourself. You don't have to be anybody but you.
1: Yes. Oh my God. Yes, that is such a, a powerful legacy to leave in a time capsule because absolutely more people need to learn to live that way. Mm. And I love the the strength of the community in your your community in, in your circle. You know, you your know I'm
0: sorry, that made me emotional. I'm here. Go ahead. Mm yeah that's my truth that's my truth it's okay to be you for a long time I ran um, I ran I didn't think the people loved me I didn't think that I was good enough and in the end or let's say where we're at now is I learned that everything that I was running from was exactly what I needed. I needed, my family loved me. I just never sat down and, and you know, I never, you know, I thought, well, hey, I was, you know, out here, whatever. People grow, people learn, people change. Be forgiving, be open-hearted. If you expect, how do people run around and expect they want forgiveness? We ask God for forgiveness every day for things that we've done, but yet we're not forgiven to each other. What kind of shit is that? So it's important that forgiveness, forgiveness is not just for, for you know, for that person, you, oh, you're forgiving that person or whatever, it's for yourself. Yeah. Hold, you can't hold on to shit You get one life, one, one. And maybe my reality is different because I I didn't have my mother coming up. My mother was killed when I was six. You know, I didn't have my father. I was thrust out here. I I was on my own by 13. So I've seen things differently. I still see things differently. Even my friends who I've been friends with for over 20 years, they still see, you know, they're so used to having their parents and stuff. They don't, sometimes they don't understand, like, hey, you cherish that while it's here. Because once it's gone, it's not coming back. So love and love hard and love for real. Because all of this shit that people are worried about, like being seen and 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 wearing these clothes and all this shit. My videos don't you know that shit that shit the last video I just did, that was some shit I pulled out the closet. You know what I'm saying? That's I don't buy anything, I don't do all of this extra shit. I call my homegirls. Hey girl, you got something, you got some some, you know, and we just throw it together and put it out there. Cause people people are gonna love you for for you, you don't have to do all that. You don't have to put on this and that and and all of that. I can't stand that. And I think that it needs this generation and where we're at, everything's so desensitized and people are worried about things that don't matter. These trinkets and all of this stuff doesn't matter. What matters is these people, these souls, these lives that you can touch. That's what matters the most. So no, I don't care about a million dollars if my niece needs me to be some fucking weird. But at the same time, if it's going to help the family, then you know I'm going to go get it. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, it's I, I don't see things the same way that other people see them. And I think that's that's a part of my my favor. And that's a part of uh, why I'm who I am and and where I am so yeah i'm weird
1: no that's beautiful my friend and thank you for sharing it now in closing out the interview before you move into the homos talk show i will ask where can people find you on social media
0: burgo husky um if you look up burgo husky b-e-r-g-o husky h-u-s-k-y um, you'll find me, all you got to do is Google it, it pops up, I'm um, it's Burgo underscore Husky, and then the rest of the stuff will pop up too, um, the Burgo underscore Husky is the Instagram, everything else is just Burgo Husky, and you'll find me, so I'm available, I'm everywhere.
1: All right, well this has been week 131 on Hashtag Verse TV, and this has been the All the Tea interview with my good friend, Virgo Husky.